Welcome to Art Talk Live. I'm your host, Julia Noyes, from the Noyes Art Gallery. I'm interviewing artists for your listening pleasure. Haven't you ever wondered why artists do what they do or what inspires them? So here we are, live, to give you the inside scoop. Hello, everybody. This is Lynette Fast. Welcome to Art Talk Live. We're here to learn about the life and work of artists and see what they do and understand why they do it. I hope you'll join us regularly at kzum.org forward slash Art Talk Live or periodically KZUM 89.3 FM uh, will play our podcast. So you can always look us up, though, on the Art Talk Live uh, podcast menu at uh, kzum.org. You also could visit Noya's Art Gallery at 119 South 9th Street. We are open Tuesdays through Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And you can uh, dip in and view artists' work at noyesartgallery.com. That's N-O-Y-E-S artgallery.com. No spaces, no caps, just type it all in. Uh, we also have a Facebook and an Instagram page that you can follow regularly to see our events and what's going on. Please join us for some of our events on first or third Fridays. We're open until 8.30 p.m. And we have many other uh, special opportunities to do workshops and come in and just meet artists. We all run this gallery and so there's uh, plenty of opportunity to talk with artists and learn about their work. We have about 125 represented all the time. Today, I am excited to bring you a interview with Melody Scott. Melody is one of our uh, longer time sculptors here, and she creates very fun, whimsical, playful, and also super awesome indoor and outdoor sculptures um, out of metal, and these are, um, well, made out of a lot of different kinds of materials. I'll let her talk about that some more. Melody, welcome to Art Talk Live today. Hello. Thanks for joining me, and I'm so excited for you to share about yourself. I have been opening these interviews now. I think it's been about two or three years since we heard from you before. And I think this maybe is a little different. I'm asking you first to share the time when you first remember thinking of yourself as an artist? <laughs> uh, I was very young and used to do illustrations in, in books of plain paper. And so some of my original illustrations ended up at the School of Dentistry at Creighton University uh, because of, at that point in time, uh, illustrations for young people were peculiar and we had rad rat and all kinds of things. and. I brought teeth into it because my father was a dentist, and so it ended up in the dental college. But that was probably my first uh, introduction to even considering the fact that I had any potential with my illustrations. Wow. In the dentist office. <laughs> yeah. So that's when I started using them for stickers. Uh -huh. uh, that way back when, they give you a sticker for having been sitting in the dental chair. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, no, lollipop. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Well, go ahead and introduce yourself and help us know a little bit more about where you grew up and the kinds of uh, personal information that you would like to share about 
you know, what you do and and what you like. Oh, well, I am going to be 65 January 1st. And Ooh, wonderful. And most of my life and gone to school here as well. Um, in my adolescence, I went to St. Peter's School in East Omaha and then to Central as well as Duchenne Academy. I spent some time at Metro Tech, both in their educational process for basic education, uh, English sciences, um, medical terminologies, but then I got interested in what I do, which is welding. Um, but for the, for the length of my life, I have been a, a mother of three wonderful kids and the wife to one husband. and. Is that that has a great deal to do with the context of who I've become over time because it does influence your life, what you occupy your time with. And, and being married with my husband has been a blessing. And in all the years that I have served as both wife and mother and grandmother, I have always seen God's emphasis in anything that I do. And so... When I was um, in my mid-40s, my husband said, well, you know, the kids are all grown. What would you like to do with your free time? <laughs> and at that time, we had a martial arts school, and I was training with um, men that were masters in the programs on the East Coast, and we had this school. And so we were substantially involved in Free time was really novel back then anyway. And I said, you know, I, I think I'd like to get into welding. And he didn't have anything negative to say about that. I, but he didn't quite know what I had intended for it either. And uh, got into welding classes at North Omaha Metro Tech Campus. And under the tutelage of uh, Peggy Richel and Sharon Boynton, and these were first and second sessions of learning how to weld and actually credited courses. And they were very influential in how I was given opportunity to have free license in welding. And so for the many years I've been welding, it has been approximately 18, I do believe. Mm. Uh, I've been 10 years now. <laughs> in my own shop, which has been, oh, it's gone quickly. I'm amazed at how quickly time has passed in the last 10 years. But there are great advantages to having my own shop, and I'm very fortunate. And so a lot of my art comes from uh, just being present in that shop and being able to have free license with the materials that I acquire. What a great experience, and it, it's so interesting how your life has evolved into um, <laughs> becoming the sculptor that you are. Uh, <clears throat> well, I, now I understand better how you are so strong. <laughs> I, I always look at your art and your size and stature, and I think, wow, you are a very strong person because you make large-scale sculptures. I do. I climb around on ladders and tables a lot. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> let's let's move right on into the kind of art that you make. Uh, let's be descriptive and you know talk about the subject matter, or you can even describe your creative process. Certainly. 
I work with mild steel. And so with mild steel, it allows me to have the incorporation of many things, flat steel, and also the square tubing, round tubing, pipe, uh, anything that comes that you can actually stick a magnet to can actually be welded. Uh, sometimes it's, if it's cast iron, it's ferrous to the point that it makes it very, very difficult. But a delicate hand can do some things. But I do use mild steel, <clears throat> and I also work with fused glass. And my fused glass interest came from my second year welding instructor, Sharon Boynton, who also had a love of fused glass. And it is being in the, the with the opportunities of using metals and also glass, you would think that they were not compatible with something that is easily worked with, but they are. Um, mild steel, you can about you can take it apart and put it back together completely different, unlike many other materials which you cannot. And infused glass, you can break it apart and reintroduce it into something else as long as they're the same coefficients. And so I have in my shop um, materials that I use and they're given to me. Some things I use are like uh, marble, uh, not as in round marble, but I do use spheres. And I use glass spheres and spheres of stone a lot of time in my materials or in my sculptures. And I do this because to me it represents the infinity of God. It's, it is something that you look at and it is, it represents a complete inclusion, but it also radiates away from it. There's a lot of light in the, in the spirit that I choose. But I also, um, with the fused glass, I have a small kiln. And my kiln will allow me to create glass pieces that can be 15 inches long. So I, am, I, I do a lot of work from my own kiln, but I also will use uh, Sharon Boynton's kiln if I have something that is larger in size that I want to implement in a sculpture. Now my sculptures vary in size as you said from outdoor pieces and I've done pieces as big as nine feet. And when they get that high, um, I do have a gantry that I built. Now a gantry is something that allows you to raise heavy pieces up off the ground and set them on something like a table or move them from room to room if they're too big, or hold them up while you're working on them. And I have used my gantry like this uh, since I made it two years from the time that I was in my shop, which would be eight years ago. So my nine feet pieces um, I do from, uh, from platforms. I will either use ladders or I will stand on a table that has stationary feet. Um, so that I am able to work on the pieces that I make. Uh, glass inclusions that I do, the glass, I either do one of two things. I will design a sculpture around a piece of glass that I make, or I will design the piece and then make the glass. So mm -hmm. it just depends on how the piece comes together. Sometimes it's very structural and I will identify exactly what I'm going to do before I do work on the implementation of the art piece. And at other times, I will just work on the piece as it comes together, and it will be what it is. So I have a, it's, it's, it's a wonderful free license when I am not commissioned, because in the process of making things, you can make changes that in a commission 
aren't necessarily the fact because they like to see what you've designed for them implemented. And so distractions from that don't exist. And I do do uh, both uh, commissional work, which means that in the commissions, I will have people that will employ me to make pieces for an area uh, that they want work in or a sculpture in. And in that, I will design at least three different renditions of something that I will present for them so that they will have something unique to their own desire and also have the opportunity to look at it from three different viewpoints and have three different, almost, uh, they're, they're similar, but they're not alike. And so with the commissional work, you have to be strict and your composition is a little more rigid after you set your design in place. But for freelance, uh, usually when I do large jobs, I will then afterwards reward myself by making something that is not a commissional piece. And so a lot of the art that you have in the gallery are the result of me having worked on another formula piece of work and then after that, I will take the rest of my liberty and I will create something that then ends up being available for purchase without a commission. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, make the pieces that are that big, that are some of them are outside uh, of the gallery at noise. And then there are some that are intermediate and I make tabletop pieces. I do wall piece sculptures. I also do small diminutive pieces that could be desktop, but all of my art is unique because it's only designs that I will draw up. They are not imitations of another person's work. I might follow the lines of God, but I will not take somebody else's ideas and put them into my own work. So when, when you see my pieces and they look so uh, fun and as you said, unique, uh, but they are because of the fact that that I won't employ someone else's ideas. And so um, it kept me, uh, there's a lot of, of times when uh, because of the fact that they see something in the work that I have made, uh, that those that, that is what they desire. It's something so totally out of, off the wall that people do like to see something mm -hmm. <laughs> different. But, um, so there will be both uh, the glass work and also, uh, I do not believe I have solely glass work at the gallery. Most of mine are compositions of uh, the steel and with glass or the steel alone. And the way I implement my steel, uh, there's been there's a piece out front called Ghost Beard. It looks like a giant fluff from a dandelion. And goat's beard is actually a kind of weed that has similar uh, dripping little fluff. And so the one that's out there in front of Noi is a very large goat's beard dandelion fluff. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the, the, the uh, ideas that you see are uh, uh, dramatized by the pieces that I make are all different, in fact, in, in the... And the, like the bird bath that is out there in the front of the gallery as well. And if you look at that, it's got a wide, shallow disc. And there's one specific bird that that is made for. It is the turtle dove. Turtle doves don't like anything deep. They like something that is shallow. They don't like enough water to get everything wet. They like to wiggle around in it. That is a turtle dove bird bath. And I had it placed at one point so that it could be seen that that's in 
It's only bird. It's the only one that really truly enjoys that bird bath, but it is designated. It is unique. And so it, it kind of uh, displays the uh, characteristics of some of my art. Unique, stylized, and specific. Beautiful, too. <laughs> oh, what a great description of your work and your creative process. And I do want to go back to the uh, bird bath. You're, and you're also talking about incorporating the glass into your work. Um, you know, as, as Melody has talked, there is, there's things that are, you might say, imaginative, recognizable that show up in the work and then also it it's not at the same time I and I think the way she described her process may help to kind of paint that picture her work is very flowing and I, I would call it spiritual because it it has beautiful flowing movement and action in it that it doesn't have to be a certain subject matter uh, it has an emotional pull to it. It is also very beautiful as a sculpture. You don't look at it first and think, oh, that's a bird bath. Um, it, it, it's more about being a beautiful sculpture with beautiful movement and line and flow to it than it being a bird bath. So you've really got to see Melody's work. Melody Scott is a sculptor here at, at Noya's Art Gallery. And as she mentioned, a lot of her large-scale sculpture is right out front. And I've heard so many people say, oh, yeah, that gallery at 9th and O Street that has all those big sculptures out front. Yeah! <laughs> Look for Melody Scott's sculpture there along with some others. But that's the gallery that you want to come to see Melody's work. Well, Melody, what's happening next for you at the gallery here, and what kind of events or things do you have going on? Um, is there a time when we could meet you? Uh, I'm at current, not until the spring, I do believe. I'd have to get my calendar out. Mm -hmm. um, I do believe it's in the spring of the coming year that I will come for a third Friday event, and then people will be able to come and, and talk to me when I'm there. Uh, I, I enjoy having conversation with people. It doesn't matter if it's in relationship to my art or not. I'm, I always welcome a good conversation. And, and you said that my pieces appear to be spiritual, and yes, they are. Um, my work is dedicated. It, I do believe God has given me much grace in being able to do the things that I have done. And there are always indications of the fact that God is involved in the license that he's given me to do the work that is presented there and in my shop. So I am grateful that that is what you perceive because that means that it's not just myself um, that recognizes what is being done in that. And, and it also is beneficial in the fact that it's peaceful. My work is not... Uh, complex. The simplification of the details of everything that I do makes it look simple. And even if the construction of the work is complex in itself, when I'm done, it's simple. And so I think that is peaceful to people who look at things and have the complexities of life sometimes just carry them away. 
and an attention drawn to something and not to worship it, but just to say, you know, there are good things out there. Um, I like to know that my work is out there being representative of that. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Beautiful. Well, Melody, I really appreciate you joining us today. I, I've so enjoyed hearing about your, your complete absorption into your work. And when you do bring that inner soul and spirit and vision from who knows where it's coming from uh, into your work, it does become very unique and expressive. And I think that's a great description of Melody's work. Uh, it's unexpected, it's um, unique, and you will not see another piece like it. Thank you for joining us today, Melody. It was great to visit with you. It was really nice to visit with you, Lynette. You have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you for letting me be a part of your program. Well, thank you, Melody. This is Lynette Fast with Art Talk Live. Please listen in to more podcasts on kzum.org forward slash Art Talk Live. And don't forget that we do have first and third Fridays, as Melody mentioned. Uh, she'll have a third Friday event coming up here in the spring. We stay open on the first and the third Friday every month until 8.30. Those are our late nights. So I uh, hope you'll come by at 119 South 9th Street. You're welcome all the time. Thank you for joining us, and please come back again. This is Julia Noyes from the Noyes Art Gallery, and this has been Art Talk Live. I want to especially thank Lila Cho for her original violin composition that she did special for us. Tune in again. We'll be looking for you.